Welcome to Prophetic Leadership, a podcast delivering strategies and insights to help you accurately hear God's voice and to powerfully lead your sphere of influence. Now, your host, David Fang. This is David with Christian International, and I'm here with Jermaine Francis, and we are just kicking back here in my office, and we're on our series here on prophetic leadership, talking about what God is doing in the year 2018, and Jermaine is here, and he's going to share with us his word of the Lord. Jermaine, welcome, sir. Thank you. Greetings to to you. It's good to see you. It's good to be It's good to see your face. Thank you. Hear your voice. Thank you. So you came up with a really awesome, amazing prophetic word that you felt that God was saying. Yes. Can you just break it down for us over the next few minutes? Yes, I would love to do that. Excellent. So what I feel like from the Lord saying for 2018 in this season, it's a season to reach for the risk. Nice. And I'm going to read the verse kind of that kind of goes along with that. And the verse is Isaiah 52, I mean 54, verse number two. It says, enlarge your place of your tent and let your curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. That's a doozy of a verse. Yes. It's pretty hardcore. So that verse basically means reach bigger than where you are, like expand your territory. And most of us, we kind of live our lives in a box, you know, yeah. in, in certain parameters, in certain ways we operate and do things. And really what I felt from the Lord for this season, it's time to reach outside of our box and reach for the risky place. Ooh. Go for the place that's uncomfortable. Go for the place that you don't know what to do. You can't do it on autopilot. <laughs> nope. You have to have the Lord with you and you have to really fully be engaged to see the results that that you want to see take place within this season. And then the other scripture that kind of spoke to me was from Luke chapter number eight. It's a scripture with the woman with the issue of blood that we so well know and everyone know T.D. Jakes preached that message like, get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh yeah, that one's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like so he, 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 I can't even preach that because he preached it's it. It's true. And you're coming you're coming at a different angle. Yeah, you can't really do that justice. No, 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 no. But whenever someone you referred that verse, that's usually what people that's think That's what they of. think about. Yeah. Yes. But um so from that verse really two things stood out to me was number one, it said Jesus was on his way to pray for Jairus's daughter who was dying. She was 12 years old. And you're like, "Oh, that's sad." Yeah. And then in that story you see the woman with the issue of blood, she's kind of pressing through the crowd trying to get to Jesus. And then he touches her, he touches his hem and she gets, and she gets healed. But at the same time, you look at the verse, it says that woman had the issue of blood for 12 years, the exact same number of years as Jairus's daughter. She was 12. What? This woman had the issue for 12 years. So I really kind of saw from that, the Lord was saying that this is a time where our breakthrough was set in motion years ago, but now we're coming to the appointed time of seeing that breakthrough come forth. One more time, because that was epic. <laughs> one more time. Break it down for us. One more Okay, time. so Jairus' daughter, yeah. 12 years old. Uh-huh. We see that in Luke chapter 8. Yes. The woman with the issue of blood had that issue for 12 years. So the moment she has the issue of blood, this kid is born. This kid is born. Uh-huh. And this kid becomes the reason she, she intersects in Jesus' path. Whoa. So the moment her problem and her issue started, it was the same moment her solution was birthed. But it took 12 years to walk the process out. But when she got to that moment, she had to reach for Jesus. She had to reach for the risk. She had to push past every social norm, which, you know, back in that day, women and men, they couldn't touch in public. Right. 
and here's a woman who already had an issue and and back then if you had issues if you were demon possessed if you were if you had a bleeding issue you cannot be in a crowd of people yeah so she already had to push past all the social norms and risk her reputation risk literally her life because if she was there and they caught her she could have been stoned to death Ooh. so she literally risked her life to get to Jesus and reached out and received her miracle in that very moment reaching past her box and limitations yeah Man-imposed limitations. Yes. Emotional. Self-limitations. Self, self so, I mean, that's amazing, though. So you're talking about how when the need arose, yeah. God had already set something in motion, birthed something. Yeah. But then when the moment came where the intersection happened, it was still on this woman to act and reach out for it. Yes. So how are you, how do you feel we can discern when our window of opportunity comes and what do we need to do in order to reach out? Excellent question. So I think twofold is going to be, first of all, you know, being connected to the Lord, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in relationship with hearing the voice of the Lord, staying open to listening and in a place of engaging with him. So you can be aware of when when those moments come. But when those moments come, I guarantee you, I promise you, <laughs> excuses will come into your mind. Yes. every Everything that you, that you could possibly think of that would limit you will flood into your mind in that moment. And it'll make a lot of sense. It, yes. So here's here's one thing about like faith. You know, we can we can switch that word race for faith. It's like we I've I've heard Bill Johnson say that. Sometimes we 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 use the word wisdom. Because we don't want to rise in faith. We're like, it's not wisdom to do this. It's not wisdom to do that. And we make wisdom the excuse for not reaching out in faith. We're like, well, it's not wisdom to go (laughs) pray for the sick, you know, right now. This is probably not the best time to do that. Right. But instead, we need to live in the place of risk. And in that place that challenges us, challenges our faith, that's where we grow. We all grow in a place when we're thrown into situations where we don't feel the most comfortable. Man, that's so good. And then here's the interesting thing about this is you're talking about reaching out. And I think a lot of people try to put that or paint that in broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, my life, I need to reach out. Right. The one thing I found about that is that you never actually reach a destination if you're too general. Yeah. Right. You gotta be super specific. And the reality is we're multifaceted. Right. So you might be really, really strong and stepping out in faith with like praying for sick people, right? right? You might be like, oh my gosh, there's nothing. There's no one for me that's going to get in my way. I'm super strong in that. Right. But then the area of limitation you might have might be in your financial resources and, right. and all of those areas. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that you're talking about this because you're like, you have to be able to identify mm-hmm. the small little areas yeah. where maybe there has been a lack of risk and a lack of faith. Yeah. Because the woman, the woman didn't have an issue with the, at least until she got sick, did not have the issue with the financial department. Right. She seemed to be all right. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden she had this issue with the issue of blood. So she had a physical weakness that she needed to leap out in. Yeah. So you could be whole in a lot of different areas, but there might be a few areas that God's like, all right, we're going to highlight this right. in this season and being able to identify that. Are there areas in your life that you're working in right now where you've had to reach out and risk? Uh, personally, right now, what I feel challenged is I feel challenged to step out in business. That's huge. Yeah. And, and I didn't realize how much I was comfortable in the church world and in a secular environment. Yeah, because you came up ministry. Yeah, so I, I, I'm in a Bible college. Comfortable in churches, comfortable in church settings, comfortable. All. So now I'm like doing this course and studying some business stuff, and it's terrifying me. It's like 
this is not my wheelhouse. So when you're doing it, do you feel your inside screaming? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm internally manifesting. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I could do this. And then well, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. But right. I really do feel challenged from the Lord to really step out in that area. So now I'm having to talk myself through and push myself past my own limitation. And I'm reaching for the risk in that area. Wow. So like maybe a way that we could identify the area where God wants us to risk. I know that oftentimes, like we teach uh, here at CI with the Ministry and Spiritual Gifts course about learning how to hear God's voice, we say, follow the peace. Yeah. What I found interesting is that in order to follow the peace, the path that leads to the peace is often uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And like your soul is crying out because yes. it's just so intense. Yes. Um, so what are some ideas where that you might have about being able to identify those areas a little bit more. Like for you, it was a highlight business. So how did you know that that was what God was highlighting in this area to risk? So I've you know, felt that for probably about a year or so. Mm-hmm. Just didn't necessarily have the avenue or know exactly what. And then obviously God started highlighting the avenue to me. Right. But I think the key is to, to know what's really in your heart. Because I, I really believe the Holy Spirit plants seeds inside of us. And, you know, over time, he blows on them and causes them to come to come to life. So there may be things you're feeling stirred inside that you, you have an interest in. You're like, you know, maybe I'm interested in politics. Maybe I'm interested in business. Maybe I'm interested in, in ministry. Right. Or whatever that you might have a slight interest in right now, but you've never done before. You've never stepped out in it before. I say begin to follow what, what, what you really feel being stirred to do. And don't worry about, man, I don't have the educational background. I don't have right. all this stuff. And then those are the excuses that we can use that sound like logic. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't study that. I don't know anything about that. Well, you can start studying it now. (laughs) Yeah, you can. And and not be held back by any kind of limitation. That's really good. So it's almost like where God kind of ignites our imagination. Yeah. And I love the fact that like some people, like for me growing up, like I grew up Baptist. I'll be honest with everybody. I grew up Baptist. Right. And it kind of seemed like their way of determining what God's will was for your life was doing the absolute thing that you would hate to ever possibly do. Like, if you don't want to go to Africa to be a missionary, that's what God is calling you to do. And it kind of took me a while to break free. Like, wait a second. God created me a certain way. So he put, like, certain tendencies. He put some gifts. He put some anointings and some interests in me for a reason. Not to frustrate me. Not to torment you. Not to torment me and make me feel like, ah, you're so, so... I like that, what you're talking about. Like, well, find the areas where God is kind of igniting that interest mm-hmm. and explore it. The other thing about you, though, I think I, I really love was that you made the decision to say yes when God was leading you in the area of business. Yeah. But you didn't have a clear picture about what that business was going to look like. Right. And you probably went through a few iterations. Like, maybe it was this, and then you're like, mm, not quite. And you kind of like moved in a little bit further to something else. Right. So I think, yeah, one of the keys with that is please. I, I kind of made a list of, of stuff that I was kind of interested in and kind of went back and forth. I was like, I don't really know, praying about it, and it didn't have clarity. So I would say wherever you are right now mm-hmm. to take inventory of what's in your hand. Oh, that's good. You've really take taking inventory of what's a natural ability for you or yeah. a natural skill set that you have, a natural passion that you have, and, and begin to take inventory of what's in your hand. I really do believe God gives us opportunities and gives us things, but it's our job to recognize those opportunities and to steward what he gives us. Recognizing is a big thing like you're talking about, because let me ask you this. When you took inventory, was there a point where you had to really understand the true value of what you were taking inventory of? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, that kind of seems like there's a story. I forget. I think Tony Robbins told this one story. All right, for all y'all hating about Tony Robbins. Like, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. He's, he's got some good stuff. But he told this one story about a friend of his who was a millionaire and then lost everything. Mm-hmm. And literally lost everything, his family, everything. And so he's standing on the beach. He's getting ready to walk into the ocean to, to basically end his life. And this guy comes up to him and is like, hey, don't you do it, young fella. Like, don't you do it. Like, you've got so much to offer. And one of the things that he had that man do was take inventory. Hmm. And the man's like, no, I have no gifts. Like, I have nothing. I have nothing to give. I, I've lost everything. And then the man looked at him and says, sir, he's like, you lost millions of dollars, which means you have to have some skills in you to have given you those millions of dollars sure. in the first place. Yeah. So he's like, do you know how to read? And he's like, yeah, I know how to read. Well, good. I'm going to put that on your resume. You know how to read. Right. Literate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know how to, do you have money, currency? He's like, well, I got some change in my pocket. Done. Able to do, manage money, right? And yeah. like put it down. And all of a sudden it kind of got that guy into a mindset where he realized that what he thought was just insignificant in his life mm-hmm. actually had something to it that had real value. Yeah. And then like the end result of the story is I think he made like 10 times more than what he lost. Yeah. But it came by understanding through taking inventory, mm-hmm. kind of like what you're talking about. Yeah. So with that, how long did it take? Like once you took inventory, what did you do after that? Like how did you, what what went through your mind when that happened? So after taking inventory, figuring out what I had to offer yeah. and then fig- looking at it and figuring what components I needed to add to make mm-hmm. it gr- a greater level of value or ability to monetize it or create a structure that would work from it. So creating a framework that now makes the monster live, you know, makes Frankenstein live. You built the framework so that when God came in and breathed his life into it, it would be able to kind of like take legs and walk. Exactly. With that, so you're in the area of business. So like, it kind of like is interesting because you took inventory, you figure out the holes you needed to fill and then in order for you to be able to meet a need. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like ministry to me. Absolutely. Right? Ministry meets a need. And so you kind of like were able to take your life in ministry and bring it into a different arena, but still accomplish a similar thing. Yeah. Which is just so cool. So now you're at the beginning of a venture and I think your reaching and your risking has now just increased. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. So it's not just like one risk. It's like multiple opportunities to risk and reach out. Right. What have been some things inside of you that you've done personally to help you get over the fear or the apprehension to keep reaching out and risking? Sure. So I think the biggest thing is probably knowing this is what God's calling me to do. Mm. And so one, one side, once that foundation is set and understood, okay, this is what God's really drawing me into, now I'm like, okay, I'm following God. So unpack that for me because somebody is probably out there and I, I do it a lot too. Is like, okay, but how do I know mm-hmm. that this is what God wants me to do? How do I know it's not like my own heart or my own mm-hmm. desires? Like, how did you figure that out? Sure. So I think it's kind of one of the things we teach here is, is really following the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And there's several things we, we make, we always ask. It's like, is it contrary to scripture? You know, right. Don't do it if it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, uh, that's a no. That's a no. Um, you know, following, make sure you're under right spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure those things are, are in right alignment. And once those things are in right alignment, and you you sense and you, and you think this could be a good thing, then I would say go with it and test it. You know, if it's not God, He'll let you know very quickly. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I would say sometimes we have a fear of not wanting to do something because we're not going to get it right or exactly. we're not going to be perfect at it. You know, the first time we started walking, none of us just got up and just started walking. You know, we fell down no. sometimes. 
It's so true. Probably fell down more than we, more than the steps we actually took. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Cause that's a part of the process, you know? So I think one of the things is, is letting go of the fear of failure. Right. That's so good. And, and perfectionism. And it's okay if you fall, it's okay if you mess up, but just keep on getting back up and you're going to find your stride. You're going to find the perfect place that, that sync in sync with the Holy Spirit that God wants you to walk in. Wow. So that'll, that kind of helps clear it up for me too. Even just hearing about it is like, okay, like don't try to like, maybe don't overanalyze. Yeah. And then it kind of comes with relationship, Mm -hmm. which is really good, which is why we say by reason of use. Yeah. You know, and so would you mind praying kind of this word that you're sensing over the people, sure. over those that are listening, and just kind of close us out with that? Absolutely. So, Father, I just thank you for everyone that's listening. And Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would begin to highlight to each and every individual that area of risk that you're calling them into. And truthfully, it's not as much as risk as it is just them following what you're saying in the moment. And Lord, we just declare that you're highlighting those areas right now. And God, you're strengthening their faith to begin to follow you. You're strengthening their faith to step out in these new ventures where even some are considering political offices. God, I just declare favor right now on those. Those that are stepping out in business, I just declare favor. Those that are going through ministry opportunities, God, I just declare blessing and favor right now. So Father, every place that they're stepping out in risk, I thank you. That's where you're going to meet them. And that's where you're going to show up in a place of breakthrough and life for them this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Jermaine, thank you so much. I did want to mention to everybody listening that you actually have a book called Breaking Up with Defeat. Yes. And I was just thinking like one of the things that stands in the way of us reaching for the risk, like what you're talking about, are systems of defeat and a culture of defeat that we had to break out of. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to purchase that book, Jermaine, you want to share like your website and different things that you can get a a hold of this? You can get it on uh, my website, which is jermaineandrebecca.com and spelled out A-N-D. Or it's also on Amazon. So you can go on Amazon. It's called Break Up With Defeat. And then your Instagram handle if they want to follow you online. Instagram is King Jermaine. King Jermaine's very fitting name. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) So Jermaine, thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Prophetic Leadership, a part of Christian International Ministries. For more information on conferences, training intensives, and other resources to help make a powerful difference, please visit our website at christianinternational.com.